Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in Real America's Voice on a Tuesday, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Slick Rick's here is going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's got your news. And what even is that tonight? Double, nice. double yeah. dipping tonight. Tuesday double dipping. night treat. And uh, what is your what even is that uh, going to be about? Um, I know you love to tell us when I ask. Yes, I, I like to give hints. Uh, uh, pepper you with a little a little taste, a little hint. See if you can figure it out. Uh, most times you can't. Uh, what? <laughs> what kind of a clue what? is that? Hit it. I haven't I haven't given you the the hint yet. Okay, well give it. I thought I'm going to pepper you with a little hint. Something something to wet the palate, as they say. Oh, what is man. this about steak or something? Tonight? No. Yeah. Oh. It's, it, it, but but it Darn does it. have to do with. Uh, Hmm, how, how can I say this? Well, just um, say it is how you can say it. I, I'm, I'm trying to say it without revealing too much. You know, oh, you know, oh, a big that, secret. It's called the tease. It may leak, you know. Yes, that, it might that's leak. In, that's in these days. Uh, 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 let's talk about standards. It'll be about standards. Check the uh, check the Minecraft forums. It could be on there. <laughs> Slick Rick, what's coming up in sports? Big D, good night tonight. We got uh, new trophy lore in North Carolina. I know you're going to love that. And let's go. Brandon goes viral at a school, a wrestling tournament in Missouri. Can't wait. <laughs> to play that video for you and mj's last dance sneakers gone they went for big bucks those kicks today i think he gets more money for his shoes than i do <laughs> <laughs> well you usually spend the money you don't get the money that's you spend true. the money that's on the shoes that's true nobody spends more money than you do probably on shoes probably so. nah maybe there's a few women that do but men wise no i'm the only guy whose niece runs up to him on easter sunday and goes i want your shoes my 21 year old niece wanted my shoes right off my feet yeah uh, what I have here in my hand is a text message with the one Paul Nolan, oh, who says yes. that uh, seven hours of surgery, and then he wrote WTF. <laughs> does that stand um, for what time is it? Is no, it, it does not. Oh, okay. it, it stands for something that he would probably have said on the show. So thankfully, we're not hearing it on the air again. Uh, WTF. Uh, he said the doctor told my wife it was a disaster in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know where he's talking about. So um, Don't tell me. But he's out, and he's able to text. And so that's the update I have right now. So he's, he's made it through, and hopefully he's going to be able to breathe a lot better, and a lot of, lot of things are going to be better. And uh, it's got a little bit of recovery going on, probably for about a month or two. Oof. Um. 
That's crazy. Says like he got run over by a bus, basically, seven hours. Wow. Yeah, but it's not like he was awake the whole time. He was sleeping, right? Well, no. Yes, he was sleeping. All right. Well, then he was taking a nap. He wake uh, up. Okay. Okay. He got something new. You get to play with it, and then uh, you get used to it, and then it becomes part of your body. You're there, good. Okay. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. That's how surgery works. Right? So lo- lots to get to tonight. A lot of um, lot of uh, what I call like uh, bookkeeping, uh, just short kind of quick little things I want you to know about, and then we'll dig into some of the stories. A couple of stories I didn't get to last night. What even is that coming up tonight as well? Uh, Biden, no crazy town because Biden's over in Ireland. And I see Hunter's traveling with him. Of course he is. Mm, of course. So they got to they got to keep him out of the country in case he gets indicted. Yes, and oh. uh, so we'll get to all of that. Uh, first thing I saw this morning, <clears throat> no surprise. Morning consult poll: Donald Trump's favorability ticks up again in wake <laughs> of indictment. Former President Donald Trump's favorability among Republicans has ticked up yet again more than a week after his indictment and arraignment in New York City, the latest morning consult survey found. And I believe the president is giving his first interview on the record about all of this, uh, I think, right now. Or maybe he already did it and it's airing right now. I think he's on Tucker tonight. Uh, and it's been one week since Trump appeared in New York City for his arraignment, where he was charged with 34 uh, counts of falsifying business records. He was charged with one thing, copy and pasted 33 other times. Uh, Recent surveys have suggested that the indictment will only backfire on Democrats and make it more difficult for other Republican hopefuls in the 24 presidential race. A YouGov survey released on the day Trump turned himself in, for example, found most agreeing that the indictment would either make Trump stronger or have no effect at all. Further, an inside advantage survey released ahead of his arraignment also found most Republicans indicating that the indictment is making them more supportive of Trump. Uh, the latest morning consult survey shows Trump's favorability ticking up yet again from 76% two weeks ago to 77% last week to 78% this week. Trump's unfavorable rating has dropped two points as well, going from 21 down to 19%. Meanwhile, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis experienced a four-point decrease in favorability over the last week falling from 73 to 69% this week. The percentage of those viewing him in an unfavorable manner has increased two points over the last week as well, growing from 12 to 14%. So that's the morning consult uh, poll. Trump at 56%, DeSantis at 23 Pence at 7 Haley at 4 Cheney, shockingly a little above skim milk at 3%. Abbott, Ramaswamy, Pompeo, Noam, Scott, Hutchinson, all at skim, very skim milk at 1%, uh, which I suspect most of them will probably stay there. Uh, especially Hutchinson. I mean, that's a joke. Uh, Scott, Noam, and Pompeo, I mean, they might be fine. And Ramaswamy, I don't know much about. He seems okay. Abbott, uh, Cheney at 3%. I don't, I don't know what the, who those 3% are. Must be Adam Kinzinger's family and friends. But uh, Haley at four, Pence at seven. I mean, come on. DeSantis, 23, Trump, 56. <laughs> I think we all knew this was going to help him in the, um, in the primary. And that certainly looks like it's going to. The question is, can, um, can he take that into the general? But that's questions for another day. So, all right, lots to get into tonight. We'll get into some more of these things. We'll get into Alvin Bragg's suit today that he filed against Jim Jordan. Boy, he's got it on <laughs> panic mode, I would say, at this point, huh? Yep. 
panic yeah. mode it is, oh, yeah. we have to just know if, exactly why. We have to get to the bottom of it. Um, so we'll get to all that. But let's do some headlines here. Uh, live from Studio 6B, seven minutes past the hour. And here at that is uh, Rick Delgado. What's going on? All right. Well, if you haven't heard about the big intelligence leak, there's more. Oh, yes, there's more. As Egypt, this is coming out of the Washington Post of all places, Egypt secretly plans to supply rockets to Russia, leaked U.S. documents say. Rutro. Uh, Egypt, one of America's closest allies in the Middle East and a major recipient of U.S. aid, recently ordered subordinates to produce 40,000 rockets to be covertly shipped to Russia, according to a leaked U.S. intelligence document. Now, I don't know about you, but the the more that we're starting to find out about the, these leaked documents, the worse we're finding uh, some of the information in there. A uh, portion of the top secret document dated February 17th summarized purported conversations between uh, Egyptian military officials and also references plans to supply Russia with artillery rounds and gunpowder. In the document, it instructs the officials to keep the production and shipment of the rockets secret to avoid problems with the West. The West, that would be us. Uh, Washington Post also obtained a document from a trove of images of classified files posted, of course, in the story we talked about yesterday, uh, originally posted in January and February on Discord and in March as well. The chat app popular with gamers. And also, what was it? Uh, what was the game? Yeah, Minecraft. Minecraft, Minecraft. yes. <laughs> so there you have it. Yep. Yeah, out of the Middle East. So one of, our, uh, one of our very close allies is supplying one of our enemies with stuff so we could fight. Um, I don't know. It seems like it's a contrived war at this point, right? Uh, you give them stuff, we'll give these guys stuff, and they can keep fighting each other. It's, it's, it's another level. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what we don't need uh, to find out in any of these leaked documents because we can see it with our own eyes is what China is doing. And I mean, I feel like what's going on in Taiwan right now uh, is really still se- seemingly underreported given the provocation from China um, and some of these aircrafts and some of the things they're moving around, the way they're positioned, some of the moves they're making. I mean, China is so on the move right now with this administration, and why wouldn't they be? If, if there was ever a time that China's saying, now's the time for us to be moving on many fronts, now's the time to do it. Given what they see in the White House, the surrender that they see from top to bottom, from the executive branch to the Secretary of State, uh, to the President, to all these people, in, to all, all of the cabinet members, uh, just everybody. Everybody they're dealing with, everything they're seeing, why would they not be on the move? And, um, and there have been some people who have re- really been kind of ringing the bell, raising the red flags here on how close we may be to confrontation with China that I don't think a lot of people are thinking about or are as informed on or paying attention. Well, so- I mean, President Trump talks about it all the time. Yeah. He's talking about it all the time. 
saying we are on the verge of World War Three, and nobody else is doing a damn thing about it. They're just, oh yeah, you know, we're we're going to continue to support Ukraine because that's a, that's our that's our top priority. You know, uh, meanwhile, you know, so 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 we can inch NATO closer to Russia, and, and then what did we do over the weekend or, or just last week? Oh yeah, that's right, we added Finland to NATO, which puts it directly on the border with Russia. Who? What are we doing? And why are we doing it? Well, we've pushed we've pushed Russia right into China's hands, and now now you look at what's going on. Um, with really, you know, you, you look at uh, Brazil bowing the knee to China, France, of course. Basically, France, Macron talking about we need to get not only get off the U.S. dollar, but get get away from get off of any allegiance or or reliance on America on the U.S. totally. He's talking about. Uh, you have obviously Brazil done the same. You have other nations done the same, all kind of bowing, all uh, bowing the name, bowing the knee to China, to the communist uh, CCP. Uh, China's on the move. They've got Taiwan basically surrounded. Of course, in the uh, military exercise, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just an exercise. Sure. They're right. just out stretching the legs, you know. <laughs> Kicking the tires on some of these uh, battleships they've been building. Yeah, all yeah, better than ours, so. by the way. More than ours. Bigger than ours. Better than ours. Uh, supersonic missiles, all bigger, better than ours. And while all the time while this administration is, I don't know what. When comes the time where we turn around? Uh, probably not. And maybe this administration is still two years left. But the next administration, whoever it is, there's a very good chance they turn around and they go, wait, China's doing what? Well, we can't stand for that. Well, sorry, sir, we can't push back. Well, what do you mean we can't push back? Well, now it's too late. You know, how long until that happens? How long? Some administration down the line turns around and, the, and, the, and, the, and, and uh, all of the generals come in and say, well, no, we can't, we can't do that. Well, what do you mean we can't do that? Well, no, because, you know, X, Y, and Z. <laughs> Yeah, we gutted our military. We, uh, we yeah, we're not prepared. <laughs> yeah, we're completely unprepared. We've seated, uh, we've seated our dominance in this in this faction and th- over here. Uh, we've given up these allies. Yeah, we're pretty much uh, we're pretty much uh, screwed. That's your that's your assessment. Yeah, that's that's coming somewhere down the line if we keep on this path. That's coming. May not be this administration that has to deal with it. They've caused it, but some administration is going to get those are the responses they're going to get. Yeah, and it all started. It all started with the Obama administration. That in mind. I want to say hi to everybody in the Getter chat. We'll get to you as well. Howdy, Paul. Care to walk? CJ Jones, fifty-four. Sean, seventy-four. We'll get to all that live from Studio Six B. Just getting started on a Tuesday night. Sports and news coming up. B, let me talk to you about my Patriot Supply. Anybody out there who thinks they won't need emergency food or they couldn't need emergency food at some point isn't paying attention to what's going on in the world. Every day, the headlines, they keep getting worse and worse. Is the unthinkable next? Well, it pays to prepare. That's why I seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food right away. 
You never know when the next shoe will drop, and when it does, emergency food could be hard to find. So get yours now while it's on sale. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. Right now, you'll save $200 per kit, MyPatriotSupply.com. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, providing over 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll enjoy free shipping as well. So go there right now, MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. All right, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Let's get into some sports. NBA playoffs are underway. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell, MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Slash LFS6B. Use our code LFS6B at checkout if you're shopping for birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day. It's all coming up. And, of course, we've sweetened the deal here. Anybody who buys anything from my pillow, uh, the 2.0 my pillows, the 2.0 mattress topper. Or, I mean, I've even taken some other orders of other things. People have bought towels and this and that and mixed match and sent me the receipts. And we're sending out free merch. So if you support Mike Lindell, we'll sweeten the deal and send you some free 6B merch. From 6bmerch.com. Pick out what you want. Give us your size. Give us your color. Send it to LFS6B at Yahoo.com along with your receipt from Mike Lindell's purchase. And we'll get it right out to you. We did a bunch last night again. So keep them on coming. If you want uh, 6B merch, it's there. Uh, Slick Rick, what's going on? All right. Well, like you mentioned, we got the NBA playoffs officially kicked off this evening. We have the play-in game, Big D, seventh place versus eighth place, underway uh, in Miami. So what's the deal with these games, Slick? How does (laughs) this work? So what you have is you have uh, seventh and eighth playing, and then the ninth and tenth place teams are playing tomorrow night. So what will happen is they'll both each play, and then the winners of those games will play against each other to determine who in each conference goes in as the eighth seed. So nine, ten play. Right and eight and, and seven, seven play. and playing right now. Both winners play play and then and then that winner goes into an actual series. Advances into a series. They'll end up playing in that case be Milwaukee Bucks and in they the, play the one. They play the one exactly. And then in the West, the one is uh, who's the one in the West? Um, is it uh, Minnesota? Is it, is no, it no. Uh, Denver? Den- Denver, Utah, somebody. I don't yeah, know. Denver, Utah. I think it's Denver. Yeah. No, it's not Utah. Utah didn't make it. Denver. Okay. Denver, yeah. Minnesota. And Minnesota's playing the Lakers tonight. That's a 10 p.m. tip. But right now, the Miami Heat are in a little bit of trouble. 54 38, six to go. Or in Sacramento, second. the number one. It is one. early. Oh, Sacramento's number one. The Kings. They may be the they maybe they're the number one. I will look it up. Shows you how much NBA got. <laughs> well, well, the West Conference we don't follow as closely, which we should. But well, I'll, I'll get on top of that. But yeah, so right now the Hawks lead the Heat fifty four thirty eight. We know we have a lot of diehard fans watch this show for the NBA, <laughs> but uh, and, and, <laughs> NHL action. Now we're talking hockey, Big D, and that's winding down too. Tomorrow night that'll be uh, pretty much the end of the season for everybody. The Capitals right now trail the Bruins. I guess doesn't matter for the Bruins. They've already set a record, but they're losing one nothing. They're in the play. They're the number one seed in the entire NHL. Uh, Hurricanes over the Red Wings, three to one, nine to go in the second. Devils lead the Sabers, two to one, also in the second as All well. Right. It the, is the Nuggets. The, the Denver, Denver Nuggets, Nuggets are the one. Right. Memphis Denver, is yeah. the two. Sacramento's the three. Phoenix is the four. Clippers are the five. Warriors are the six. Wow. Yeah, but they got a good team. Warriors are going to make a run. I think. Lakers seven. Timberwolves. Pelicans. Thunder. There's your 10. Lakers are trying to get in. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and then we got the Flyers over the Blue Jackets, 3-2. to two. Maple Leafs, 2-1 to one over the Lightning. Uh, Penguins and Blackhawks, big 
game for the Penguins. Real green bean guy in the get a chat. He's probably watching this game. He's probably not watching the show. Uh, no score there. Uh, end of one. Big game, like I said, for the Penguins. If the Penguins win, they'll leapfrog the Islanders, and the Islanders will actually be out of the playoffs, having to need to win tomorrow night against Montreal in uh, in, in Long Island. Uh, and if they, they lose, they could be very well out of the playoffs. The Islanders. Oh, amazing. Man. What a time Paul, for Paul Nolan to be laid up. He uh, can't Paul watch Nolan. his Islanders. I don't even have the heart. I was <laughs> texting Paul earlier. I don't have the heart to even mention Islanders. Delgado's like, oh, he knows. He's right, but I don't want to. He knows. It'd I be enough he, for him to yeah. punch himself in the face, which he doesn't need to do. So when Delgado said he knows, I said, was that pun intended? No, I can't. <laughs> 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 Oilers and Abs, 930. Canucks and by the time I get through all these scores. Anyway, let's move along. I'll get baseball in the next round. I got the RJ2 Miller. He keeps asking me in the get a chat. Hey, you're going to get to the Rays? I mentioned the Rays last night. They're on a roll, but I'll mention them. I'll check their scores tonight as well. But getting to a couple of quick stories. want to get to this one. Here's one you can get your arms around, Big D. NC State Senator. Must moves- be a big story. Yeah. It is a big story. <laughs> Probably about food. No. It's even better. NC State Senator moves to ban participation trophies. I like that one. Dylan Gwynn, a bright boy. Coffee is for closers, and if a state senator in North Carolina has his way, trophies at state-sponsored events will be for winners and winners only. North Carolina State Senator Timothy Moffitt introduced the Eliminate Participation Trophies Act on Thursday, known in the legislature as SB 430. If passed, the bill would ban the awarding of trophies to children at state-sponsored athletic events simply for, for participating in the event. Youth sports or other sport youth recreation activities operated under the authority of a local government shall not include awards for participants based solely on their participation in the sport or other activity. The Good. proposed law states awards provided in connection with the activity if any shall be based on identified performance achievements only Moffitt and the bill's co-sponsor, Republican Senators Bobby Hannig and uh, Eddie Settle, I'm not familiar with them, say the bill will apply only to state-sponsored youth events, though no ages are listed explicitly in the bill. Many argue that participating trophies aren't that big of a deal. Damon doesn't. After all, awarding trophies for merely showing up tends to fade out one's uh, kids' uh, progress uh, past peewees. Trophies and- are for winners. Everything exactly. else is a yes. loser. Exactly. If you're not the winner, you're the loser. Yep. Some people hearken to the banner that is, that, uh, is in RCA Stadium uh, for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. 2014 AFC finalists. they got a banner for AFC finalists. <laughs> finalists. <laughs> Clearly, the participation trophy culture has made its way past peewees. Is it worth passing a law? The North Carolina legislature will soon decide. So, very interesting on uh, that one. At least these state red, red state legislatures can get that done. <laughs> yep. Can't, can't, can't right. get much else done. But 240, Big done. D. Can I get to that one? most quick story yeah, I want to get to that video time. we got all we got the whole show so okay. Craig, it's yeah, all yours it's all about sports people right? tell me i don't let you talk enough anyway so uh, go ahead here we go I'll be back at nine <laughs> <laughs> coffee break uh video shows hundreds of kids chanting let's go branded at missouri wrestling event uh warner todd houston a Brightboard, Brightboard. uh state representative shared a video on twitter that shows hundreds of kids chanting the anti-biden slogan let's go brandon at a youth re- wrestling uh, event in independence missouri uh the video was shared by State Representative Aaron McMullen on Saturday, the Kansas City Star revealed. What's happening in Independence, Missouri? Don't ever let them tell you we are losing the youth. Let's go, Brandon McMullen tweeted along with the video, clearly showing the chance. The event where the video was recorded was the Adidas Wrestling Nationals for kids in grades K through 12, held April 6th and 8th. And I got that video. You want to roll that E? That's a big crowd there, and I love it. Here we go. Roll it. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. 
can't beat it. So, and of course, you know, the Democrat, state Democratic Party attacked the video, claiming it shows kids being indoctrinated, Big D. And the executive director for Democrat Activist Group, Blue Missouri, blasted McMullen, saying, leading kids on a channel, let's go, Brandon, is the height of indoctrination, and they do it out there, and they're willing to film it and put it online. And these are the same people and the same party that yeah. support transgender groomers in schools and uh, have open drag shows for kids. And that's a problem. Indoctrinating yeah. into what? Not sucking? Exactly. I mean, well, give me a break. That's it. We all know what that means. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. They're always wow. wrestling with their agendas. But that's the rapid sports, Big D. When the, kids, when the kids start doing it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I should be laughing or should I be crying. Oh, no. oh they know. Seems, yeah, that's the problem. Everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody knows how bad it is. Everybody knows. Hey, maybe they were really cheering for a kid named Brandon. Yeah. You don't yeah. know. They were the uh, NASCAR fans, fans Big D. Could be or maybe they watched, NASCAR? Uh, yeah. they watched UFC on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> they got inspired. They'd be saying a few more things, uh, too. Dana oh, White man. would be smiling. All right, we're doing news when we get back right after this. From Studio 6B, 30 minutes past the hour on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's going to do the news. Aaron and Fran holding it down as always. Good to see our friends in the Getter chat. Sean74, Andy, Patriot, Info Geek. Lord help us, Bobby Keister, Steph44. Everybody's in there. Make sure you share the show, like the show, share it on your page. Let's get those. So we're going for 20,000 tonight. I don't know where we are at this point, but. 35. Uh, 3,500. We got 30 minutes. 16,000 to go. KS Man is in there as well. Yeah. HW Logan. We got Bubby a lot of good Sims, ones. Angel Bubby Walker, Sims. Angel Walker. Steve Haney. Roddy Mom is in there. Got Slick a lot of Rick good ones. Sports. God's yep. Dog. Commentator. Yep. Tommy Breeze. Tommy Viper in the house. Oh, Tommy Viper, my brother. All right, 30 minutes past the hour. Let's do some uh, Let's do some more headlines, some news. News is brought to you by Early Treatment Meds, all one word. EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. Use our code LFS6B, and it'll get you 50% off anything you put in your cart. Uh, check them out, Early Treatment Meds. What's going on, Rick Delgado? All right, well, let's jump to the biggest story, something you teased uh, at the beginning of the show, talking about Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg yeah. as he has made his move. He is suing Jim Jordan and the judiciary panel over a subpoena um, looking into his handling of this uh, Trump investigation and this indictment. Yeah. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg sued the House Judiciary Committee and its chairman, Jim Jordan, Tuesday in an effort to block the panel from subpoenaing, subpoenaing an attorney who worked on Bragg's investigation of former President Donald Trump. Jordan subpoenaed Mark Pomerantz on April 6th, two days after Trump was arraigned on 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. Pomerantz quit Bragg's office last year 
year after the DA initially decided not to prosecute Trump and later wrote a book calling for the prosecution of the 45th president. Bragg's lawsuit filed in, in Manhattan federal court called Jordan subpoena an unprecedented brazen and unconstitutional attack yeah. on the case against Trump. That's funny coming from Alvin Bragg. Sure. Uh, Chairman Jordan's demands, including his subpoena to Mr. Pomerantz, seek highly sensitive and confidential local prosecutorial information that can be found in his book that belongs to the office of the DA and the people of New York, the lawsuit read. I read that through the part about the book in there. Um, <laughs> Chairman Jordan's subpoena is an unconstitutional attempt to undermine an ongoing New York felony criminal prosecution and investigation, Bragg said in a comment. Um, he says, as our complaint details, this is unprecedented, illegitimate interference by Congress that lacks any legal merit and defies basic principles of federalism. Meanwhile, it's to the Judiciary Committee, which is uh, there to oversee things that happen in the realm of justice and the law, which would fall under what uh, Bragg is talking about. In its subpoena, which called Pomerantz to sit for a deposition the April the 20th, the Judiciary Committees of the Attorney's Public Statements about the investigation strongly suggest that Bragg's prosecution of President Trump is politically motivated. So, I mean, this fat boy is running scared for whatever reason. And his arguments in this suit that I read, the little, some of it that I saw, are, um, like, a, again, like a fifth grader wrote it for him. Like, you indicted the former president of the United States. How could you possibly figure that Congress doesn't have a role here? <laughs> he's, yeah. he's the leading candidate to be president again, to be the nominee of the Republican Party. Yeah, and Jordan, How can this not be a federal issue? And Jordan has been running the committee on the weaponization of the federal government against citizens. Tuesday, uh, earlier this evening, I should say, Jordan accused the Manhattan DA of obstructing our investigation. We have a constitutional duty to get to the facts, he said, particularly when you have a DA interfering in the most important election we have, which is the election for commander-in-chief, exactly. the president of the United States. Exactly. And and when Bragg makes the the attempt to say that there is uh it's it's members of Congress are not free to invade New York's sovereign authority. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, just clear this up for me. Yeah. When Trump came to New York, where did he go? What court did he go to? He went to New York. New York, uh, the federal court. Oh, federal court. Oh, yes. What was the word? Oh, you, federal, federal, federal government. Federal. Oh, federal. Oh, yes. oh, right. He didn't go to state. Court. Thank God. No, yes. no, 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 no. He really would have been in trouble. Didn't go to state court. Went to federal court. Fed, 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 fed. Hear it? Fed. Yes. Fed. Well, what's interesting is that uh, he also said that members of Congress are not free to invade New York's sovereign, uh, sovereign authority. Um, he also said that Attorney Bragg's exercise of his duties under New York law in a single case involving a single defendant is not something Congress should be looking at. That is, of course, until you look past that and realize that um, Alvin Bragg talked about using federal money, federal funds to indict a former president for no crime. 
And so they want to ask questions about it. And Jordan said, when we want to investigate, he takes us to court. And he takes us to court because we want to talk to someone who left the DA's office a year ago, who went out and wrote a book on this very subject, did all kinds of interviews, and was pushing to go after President Trump before he got there, while he was there, and when he left. He wrote a book about it, and we're not allowed to talk to him to do our duty. That's obstructing our constitutional duty to oversight. Uh, and again, that coming from Jim Jordan. Let's let's be honest here. Just like just like I said when I was lo- watching his pathetic press conference, um, he filed this because he could file it in the Southern District of New York. He filed it because he could file it in New York. Just like everything else he did that day with Trump, whether he thought they had the goods, whether he thought this was a good idea. He did it because it was in New York. Look at what happened with the uh, sergeant we just talked about in Austin, Texas. You can't get a jury of your peers. You can't get any kind of... He filed it because it was here in New York, and he knows you've got every crackpot judge uh, in New York that's going to uh, let this thing rule, or rule in his favor or put every roadblock they can to this happening. That's why he did it. The idea that Congress has no oversight here over election interference, which is absolutely what this is all about. Hey, you're here in, uh, you're here in March. Okay, next time we want to see you is, uh, let's see, check the calendar. Iowa starts in January. <laughs> How about December 4th? Yes, we want to see you in December. No, no, it's not political. <laughs> no, it's not political at all. No, no. We want to see you in December. Really? Ten months? Huh. And this is a New York. This is a New York. Uh, this is a New York uh, indictment. You have no no reason to oversight, except that we used all the money you give us to go after this guy. So that actually does open you up to oversight when you actively say you used federal funds to invite a former president. Yeah. Oops. Well, again, you know, feel like what we talked about last night to start the show. Just if you, when you think about it. All of this falls under this umbrella of the Republicans. We're going to see what they have the will to do and what the vision and clarity is on all of this stuff. Jim Jordan, Jim Comer, uh, Thomas Massey today saw he's opening an investigation into some COVID things, which I think is good. Um, but it all comes down to do they have the will and the vision and all of this to, uh, get, to, to get some answers, not just dance around and shout about it. Well, you want to hear about another cool move that yeah. uh, Jordan made? Yeah. Uh, on Monday, the Judiciary Committee announced plans to hold a field hearing in, wait for it, Lower Manhattan next week on what it called New York's rampant crime and victims of Alvin Bragg. That's what, they call, that's what they're calling the hearing, who downgraded 52% of felony cases to misdemeanors in the first 10 months in office, according to a post tally. So if you're asking, you know, do they have the stones to do something, one guy that seems uh, hell-bent on it seems to be uh, Jim Jordan. Yeah. Remember the story I told you yesterday about the guy in the, um, the smoke shop there? Yeah. Guy just pulls out a gun and shoots this poor guy, mm-hmm. dead. Well, that guy got arrested today, and now we find out that not only did he shoot that guy, shot somebody else the day before, and he was picked up for shooting at cops in 2021. So this guy was out on bail after shooting at cops in 2021. Originally, they set the bail at $500,000, I believe. And um, I don't know if it was Bragg specifically, 
Judge set the bail at 500000 in the case over prosecutors' objections. The bail was later reduced to 300000 and he only had to post 10%, which got him out. And uh, he was arrested again today for two execution-style killings in uh, Manhattan. So he got out, and he's been shooting ever since. But no, it's the gun. It's the gun's the problem. Yeah. So this is, this is what normally is going on in Alvin Bragg's New York City and the, um, the mayor. So, I don't know. Crazy. We'll see. But uh, again, but to your point about Jim Jordan, I have, I have no doubt about Jim Jordan. It's just that, he, you know, one man, I don't know how much he, you know, he's going to need some help. He's going to need some help, so. All right, what else is going on in the news? Uh, well, speaking of uh, recidivism, see, uh, here's why some people just can't be rehabilitated once they start committing crimes. You talk about the, the man who, who, you know, uh, uh, executed two people and has been shooting people ever since he started shooting at cops. This 78-year-old woman is charged with robbing a Missouri bank. 78, prosecutors say. Bonnie Gooch, 78, was charged uh, with robbing a bank in Missouri. Prosecutors accused Gooch of demanding $13,000 in small bills from one of the tellers, and prosecutors say she wrote on the note, thank you, sorry, it didn't mean to scare you. Uh, prosecutors have accused a 78-year-old woman of robbing the Missouri bank. Um, prosecutors allege that Bonnie Gooch, who had already had two bank robbery convictions, I told you, you can't, there's no rehab, tried to escape with the cash from the Gopert Financial Bank in Pleasant Hill in Missouri per court documents. Gooch approached the bank's counter on April 5th, slipped the carrier, the cashier the note, um, also saying, you know, of course, I don't mean to scare you, but give me the $13,000 in small bills. Prosecutors who allege uh, that Gooch banged on the counter to hurry up the teller telling them not to count the money, just give it to her. Um, she escaped in a Buick SUV, which, you know, if you're going to escape in something, make sure it has a handicap registration number on it so people can write it down. Uh, when police stopped her in the parking lot, they found the cash strewn all over the floorboard and noted that the vehicle smelled strongly of alcohol. So she's, she's an alcoholic 78-year-old three-time bank robber. Come on, honey. Give me the money. (laughs) (laughs) When officers first approached her, they were kind of confused. This little old lady steps out. We weren't sure initially if we had the right person. Um, (laughs) Prosecutors charged Gooch with one count of stealing from a financial institution. And like I said, she has two prior bank robbery convictions. One from all the way back in 1977 in California. Wow. And one in Kansas City suburb, Lee Summit, in 2020. Now, that doesn't mean she hasn't done more. Those are just the ones they caught her at. Yeah. So. Yeah. Amazing. So there you have well, it. A little stranger news out of the uh, the state of Missouri. I know Ed and Karen like to talk to Granny with a gun, but I, I don't know about. <laughs> I don't granny, know if they're going to interview Bonnie Gooch, seventy eight. <laughs> granny, the Gooch bank robber. I'm not so sure. This has a Granny with a rum. <laughs> Yeah, honey, put the money in the bag. <laughs> Make it snappy. Make it snappy.
classified government documents have been found on the gaming website Discord. The impact of this is yet to be determined, but imagine America's most sensitive intel leaks getting out and the president flies to Ireland. All while this is happening, a group of supporters of original leaker Julian Assange has met to express support for free speech and government accountability, all while asking Assange be freed and the charges against him be dropped. Assange has been fighting extradition to the U.S. because of publishing classified documents given to him by Army First Class Bradley Manning, now known as Chelsea Manning, thanks to your tax dollars. Assange has been on the run for over a decade from what was released on WikiLeaks. Here's what his supporters have to say. So today's April 11th, which is the four-year anniversary of the arrest of journalist and publisher Julian Assange. Um, so we're coming out here trying to encourage. We're at the Department of Justice, which is where the case stems from. So this is kind of ground zero, and we're just trying to put some pressure on Merrick Garland uh, and the DOJ to drop the charges because journalism is not a crime. Uh, and so uh, we're hoping that we can, uh, you know, move the needle a little bit here today. It really sets a dangerous and, 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 and damaging precedent in terms of our free press and journalism. Do the right thing, please, President uh, Biden and Merrick Gar Garland. Drop the charges. Do not pursue this. It is not in the best interest of the democracy of the, of, of the United States. With Assange sitting in jail and no sign of classified documents being adequately handled, no matter who the administration is, is it time for Julian Assange to be released and charges dropped? We have all seen how the weaponization of government can destroy a person for nothing. Just look at what's going on with former President Donald Trump. I'm Christopher Carter in Washington, D.C. All right, 11 minutes to the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Rick Delgado's doing the news. What even is that coming up top of the hour? Aaron and Fran holding it down. Let's do some sports, though, right now. And sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. 10 to sometimes up to 60% off most items. And if you buy the MyPillow 2.0, it's buy one, get one free. And anybody who purchases the MyPillow 2.0s or the mattress topper, send us your receipt. Pick something out from our merch store, 6bmerch.com. We'll send it to you for free as a bonus for buying something from uh from Mike Lindell. So, uh, Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? All right, Big D. Well, let's get back to that play playing game down in Miami in the heat. Well, they're feeling the heat from the Hawks in Miami. 65 to 50 at the half by 15. Still some room to come back, but uh, Jimmy Buckets better start raining some baskets. Otherwise, they're going to be out. Uh, Timberwolves and Lakers, that's a 10 p.m. tip-off. Lakers are favored by 8.5 there. I think the Lakers will probably pull that out. It'll be nice to see LeBron get knocked out, though. <laughs> we know we love LeBron on this show. I don't know. I'm supposed to stick to reporting. But NHL, Bruins 2-1 to one over the Capitals, end of two. <laughs> this is a new show, gentlemen. It's all about opinion, man. Okay, good. We like, we love it. Well, here we go. Hurricanes over the Red Wings 3-1, to one, end of two. Also, these other two games are end of two as well. Devils over the Sabres 3-1. to one. Flyers 3-2 to two over the Blue Jackets. The Maple Leafs lead the Lightning 3-2 in the third. Blackhawks over the Penguins 1-0. Oh, boy, the Islander fans are jumping around, but all nine minutes to go in the second. Plenty of game there left for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh needs this win tonight. Uh, Jets over the Wild 2-0. End of the first. Oilers and Avalanche, 930. Canucks and Ducks. 
Canucks and Ducks at 10 p.m. And the Kraken, Seattle Kraken, with one of the biggest turnaround, well, the biggest turnaround in points in NHL history. Somebody in the chat had mentioned that to me uh, earlier, so thank you for that. Uh, and uh, they take on the Golden Knights tonight. What a team, Seattle, boy. They're, they they got to make a playoff run. They might be an interesting team to watch uh, this coming playoff season. Season actually wraps up in the NHL on Friday night. Um, I'll get to some baseball scores in the next segment, I promise. But let's get to some stories. 21-year-old college student athlete dies of cardiac arrest during intramural soccer game. Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. Abdul Rashid Babadanud Agabi. A 21-year-old college athlete died suddenly. Get that in the back of his soccer jersey, that name. Uh, on Monday of cardiac arrest during a soccer game in Macon, Georgia, reports say. The young man was playing a pickup game at the Mercer University intramural fields when he collapsed. Bibb County coroner Leon James reported, according to WMAZ-TV. Uh, Agabi was uh, taken to Atrium Health Navy Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead at 7.48 p.m. Um, and, of course, you know, the statement made by the uh, President William D. Underwood of Mercer College there. And uh, they just... Just said, you know, what a sad story. And Mercer College coach Brad Ruzel also said the team was heartbroken and praised Agabi as an incredible person who embodied what it means to be a Mercer Bear. Uh, just very odd when we see a very young man pass away like that suddenly playing sports. We obviously see so many more incidences of that, and I believe that's why Breitbart is uh, reporting it. Of course, we never get the result as to what happened, so we all kind of lead to our own conclusions with these things, but just the same sad yeah. story. Um, and real quick, Louisville shooter's history of football-related concussions comes under scrutiny. This is Paul Boy of uh, Breitbart. Football concussions have now been fingered as a possible cause for the shooter suspected of killing four and injuring nine at Old National Bank in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, as Orr Hawkins of Breitbart was reported on Monday, the suspect was identified as Old National Bank employee Connor Sturgeon, a 23-year-old portfolio banker who listed his uh, pronouns on LinkedIn as he and him. Uh, four, four incidents were uh, four innocents were were killed in the attack and another eight individuals were wounded but they went on to say they spoke to one of his uh, former friends who played football in eighth grade with him and said he had a number of concussions throughout uh, his career in football and you know this whole thing with the chronic uh, with the CTE the encephalopathy there's a lot of tie-ins with that um, certainly a couple of stories that have, have taken on in the past remember Aaron Hernandez the former Patriot mm -hmm. they had that issue with him they also feel he also suffered from CTE and there was another uh, gentleman another former Patriot who shot up the doctor's office and a number of uh, innocent people, I guess about two years ago, the name escapes me right now, but this is definitely a problem. So it could be, could be related to this out of nowhere crazy shooting from this 23-year-old employee of the bank. So just want to tie that in. And once again, sports rears its ugly head uh, with these CTEs. So very sad story. So. Yeah, they said the kid actually wore a helmet when he played basketball. Yes. Yes, I saw the photo. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, so he was prone to concussions, and uh, obviously there was a, a serious problem. Basketball. Yeah. Basketball, yeah. 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 He, he was like so a, prone to concussions, yeah. uh, and they were wondering if when they're going to see something happen with him, because yeah. he, he would get concussions all the time. Yep, he wore like almost like a boxer's helmet, you yeah. know, like that type of like the a leather, soft, yeah. uh, soft shell, soft shell helmet, like a sparring helmet. boxing. Right. Yeah, so uh, and that's a wrap in sports. Big D, just thought I'd get those stories in. All right, Slick Rick, <clears throat> very good. Slick will do some more sports. What even is that coming up top of the hour? A couple other things in news I wanted to get to. Uh, Fox News had reported today, and a m m many others picked it up. Uh, Hunter Biden. Speaking of Hunter Biden, traveling with Joe Biden. And it's about every day we, we get to um, we get reminded of the the level of lying because you know there's lying and then there's like Biden lying and the level of Biden family lying really takes lying to a whole new level whether it's um, 
whether it's the press secretary lying for him every day, whether it's Biden himself lying almost every day, if not every day, almost every word, uh, they all just lie. And of course, Hunter Biden, we know the problems with him. So there's a story today. Hunter Biden's business partners and his assistants visited the White House over 80 times when Biden was vice president. Rosemont Seneca vice president visited the Obama White House at least 17 times, met with Joe Biden. Now, remember, Joe Biden has told us all along, <clears throat> all along, I specifically remember the interview with Axios during the presidential campaign in 20. I didn't know anything about what my son was doing. No, 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 it was nothing. Everybody's looked into it. I didn't know anything about it. They came to the White House 80 times, and he didn't know anything about it. Four business partners, a vice president, and two assistants at Hunter Biden's now defunct firm visited the White House more than 80 times when his father was vice president in the Obama administration. President Biden has repeatedly insisted he had no knowledge of Hunter's business dealings amid dual criminal and congressional investigations into the first son and his family. However, Joan Mayer, who says she was the vice president of Hunter's now defunct investment firm, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, from 2008 to 2017, made at least 17 visits herself to the White House, according to the visitor logs. So just more and more coming out about just the level of lying that comes from this family. But the media will run cover. All right, uh, hour two coming up. What even is that? will start us off, and then we'll get back to the news. More sports. Glad you're with us on a Tuesday night. From Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado, what even is that coming up? Aaron and friend holding it down as always. Glad you're in on a Tuesday night. See our friends in the getter chat. Yep. A lot of love for Papa Nolan in there. We will pass that along to him. Seven hours of surgery today, but he's texting at least. So uh, he says he feels like he got hit with a baseball bat about 10 times, but <laughs> and then hit by a bus and bus backed back over him. But uh, then let out the kids and the kids jumped on him for about four hours. <laughs> he's home and on the road for the next son. Uh, I don't know, six to eight weeks of recovery. So um, Slick Rick is here. He's going to do some sports. We're going to do some news. What even is that in a second here? One of the other headlines I saw that kind of feeds into the, uh, well, we'll just see if the GOP, um, we'll just see again what the vision is on all these things that matter to us at the time they matter is the most important thing. That's when we need the clarity and the vision. That's just when we need action at the time it matters. This is what we've learned from COVID. Can't be 1,120 days later, 15 days to slow the spread. 
and 1,120 days later, we can't even get bills passed in, a, in the state legislature in Kansas, as I posted about today. Still, sweeping bills to rein in COVID, rein in authoritarianism, rein in all these emergency powers. Can we get it passed in Kansas? No, we can't. Of course not. 26 states, supermajorities, majorities. Can we get legislation that looks like and governs like uh, the people who live there and push back against the tyranny of the federal government? No, we cannot, at least in some places, in most places. One place we're getting it, and that's in Florida, and that's about it. But Congressman Ralph Norm today, Norman, Ralph Norman, says the GOP plans to put together a budget cutting $17 trillion. This is in just the news. Is that trillion or a billion trillion? Uh, yeah. Like I actually case. thought maybe there's, maybe there's a <laughs> point missing in between there, 1.7. But the South Carolina GOP, Ralph Norman, said Tuesday the House Republicans plan to put together a budget in the next two weeks that will cut up to $17 trillion. You will see in the next two weeks, he said, quote, the beginnings of a great budget that offsets any increase in the debt ceiling. So... Here we go. Debt ceiling is getting closer. We're going to see. Yep. We're going to see what the GOP's made of this time around. So we'll get to all that. All mm. right. But right now it's time for one of my new favorite segments here on the show, and that, of course, is Rick Delgado. If we have the intro ready, which it looks like we do, and with what even is that? All right. Well, thank you, Damon and Geo. This one's for you. So. Uh, you know the phrase, you know, you're over the target. You know that one? Yeah. That, that, that's the one we often use on this show, especially to describe when the left freaks out. When you say something out loud, they've been doing, but no one has ever called them on it before. You know, kind of like, oh, I don't know, Paul Pelosi. You know him, Nancy's husband, <laughs> when he got busted with some homeless dude he invited over to for a 2 a.m. naked wrestling hammer oh, fight club match. Yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> we remember that. That's great. They don't like when you talk about that. And uh, and what are the rules of 2 a.m. naked wrestling hammer fight club? <laughs> the first rule of fight club, you do not talk about fight club. Uh-huh. Yes. As you can tell by the naked dolls, you do not talk about fight club <laughs> or 2 a.m. naked hammer fight club. And as you can see, they're very serious. <laughs> I'm not talking about it, especially, <laughs> and especially you don't put it on the news to see what kind of lowlifes these people really are. And since then, we've never seen this guy again. Say hello to Miguel. Yeah, Miguel. Oh, um, uh, yes. Yeah. Now, we've never seen him again after he reported this story, but since I don't watch NBC Deep State Media, so he might actually be back on the air. I just don't know. But that just leads me to this, and it's called... New standards from the left. 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 Now, we don't have any jazzy uh, graphics or anything. So This is what happens when I leave Delgado and Fran alone so, for five seconds. So I went, I went on, the fly, oh, on the fly with the voicing with Fran, and he helped me out. Oh, God. Well, oh boy. 
as you can see after the news broke of President Trump being indicted, uh, people started freaking out, but none more so than the people on the left, you know, Democrats and the left-wing media. Now, why? Well, you see, New York City DA Alvin Food Bragg uh, may have opened a bag of Doritos he won't be able to finish, and I know <laughs> you're thinking, well, that's a first. He would know about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but what yeah. really got the left freaked out was this guy. Yes, the mentioning of George Soros, left-wing anti-American, possibly a Nazi, who knows, who has been funding DAs like Alvin Food Bragg around the country. <laughs> so after all the freaking out last weekend over the very mention of George Soros, the man you see here in this photo, and the money man behind these DAs, like Alvin Foodbrag, in particular, it made me realize, rut row, yes, we are over the target. Mm. I mean, when you see and hear the verbal gymnastics these pundits and left-leaning hosts on CNN and NBC and others have been jumping through to make you stop talking about George Soros Money Club, it's enough to make you say, well, what even is that? I mean, from slow Joe Scarborough on MSNBC trying to make it, oh, it, it's an anti-Semitic thing. The man who... Uh, Republicans like Ron DeSantis are, are using, actually, well, you, using uh, old uh, anti-Semitic tropes yes. against uh, his supporters, saying that he's nothing but a lackey for a Jewish international banker, the old George Soros line that all these Republicans are shamelessly using. Yes, Joe. Any criticism of the uh, is now anti-Semitic. Um, and then you go to, to probably my favorite attempt. And believe me, you can't make this up. It actually has to happen. What am I talking about? Well, look and listen for, to, to this from CNN for yourself. Check this out. So there is no sign of a personal relationship between oh. Soros and Bragg. A Soros spokesman told me Soros has never once communicated with Bragg in any way, not in person, not yes. on the phone, not even on Zoom. Yes, and, and, they, and they made damn sure to get that talking point out to their minions on MSNBC as well. Remember, they never met. And Soros says he's never had any contact with the DA. We asked him, quote, yeah. George Soros and Alvin Bragg have never met in person or he spoken by telephone, email, Zoom, etc. There has been no contact between the two. Neither George Soros nor his democracy pack contributed to Alvin Bragg's campaign for Manhattan District Attorney. So there you have it. See, that's the new standard that if you're supporting someone, it doesn't matter about the money, how they got the money, how you got the money to them. No, it's now about if you've ever met them before. I mean, who knew? Ladies and gentlemen, the new standards from the left, which also include this incredible economic breakthrough from Joe Biden just a few months ago. Listen up, business owners. This is for you. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. <laughs> so business people, if Man, you no didn't problem. know it, that's your economic blueprint for success from there Joe you Biden. You're welcome. <laughs> but the new standard from the left that I think is still my all-time favorite is this one. But Joe Biden went on TV. He went answered TV. the question unequivocally. He didn't say, in my memory, or I don't recall. He said, I didn't do it. Well, there you go. He went on TV. As soon as you go on TV, that means you didn't do it. Yeah, see? All you have to do, no matter what you're accused of, is go on TV and deny it. Take that, you pesky constitution.
Unfortunately for us patriotic Americans, though, this means one thing. We have now officially descended into the bizarro version of our republic that borders on third world. And if we're not fully there already, it would surprise me. And we, if we don't pay attention and fight their attacks on our culture, our language, and our borders, then we will start believing everything they're trying to convince us of. Yeah. Like, like Roseanne Barr is really hotter than Madonna. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait. Whoa. Huh. <laughs> Damon! Back! To you! You, 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 you. You're both fired. Oh, man. All right, very good. What even is that? Thank you. Rick Delgado. Friend on the assist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Again, God. I dedicate that one to Geo. The first one we've done without the G man. Well, did you did you run that by Aaron before you decided to dedicate it to Geo? How do you think it no. makes her feel? Oh, she's fine with it. Well, how do you know she's fine with it? Because she's she smiles. She's always happy. I mean, she looks like she. Shh. Oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I think we did do all ah, details. <laughs> yeah, details. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Me either. All right. Uh, all right very Damon, good. Back. No, no, please, no, no more. To you. No more. No more. I just want to know: Did you steal the shirts off those two Fight Club guys? It <laughs> <laughs> looks like shirts you wear that they would have been wearing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rick Delgado. <laughs> I just wanted to pop them up a little. Oh man, jackass. Well, that's not nice to say. This yeah. Right? Yes, it is. It's All right, let's do some other news. <laughs> uh, so this is what I wanted to get to yesterday. Other, other, other news. <laughs> no, please. Oh, sorry. Um, this is cut five. <laughs> Let me bring you back to August. I believe this is August of 2022 in the press briefing room. The dumb press secretary was asked the following question and gave the following answer. Uh, oh, it's three minutes long. We can't get into this right now. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I should know better than that. We'll do it. Um, we'll do it when we get back. So, uh, what I was talking about, Representative Thomas Massey, Judiciary Committee is going to launch a probe into reports that the Biden administration pressured the FDA over COVID booster approval. Republican Kentucky Representative Thomas Massey sent letters Monday to Senior Food and Drug Administration FDA vaccine officials, letting them know the House Judiciary Committee will be investigating allegations the Biden administration interfered in the FDA's authorization and licensure of the COVID-19 vaccine. The Daily Caller first obtained the letters to Dr. Marion Gruber and Dr. Philip Krauss, both of whom resigned following President Joe Biden's announcement in August 2021 calling for adults to receive a COVID-19 booster shot, which Massey says put undue pressure on FDA health officials to quickly authorize the vac- uh, vaccines. And I saw Biden out today. Once again, this is, this is I draw the difference, and I'm just going to continue to do it on all these issues. Biden, as, as yesterday we get the end to the COVID um, emergency, 1,120 days after 15 days to slow the spread. But that doesn't stop the Democrats. They've got, they've got clear vision and purpose. Biden says he's going he's gonna to dedicate off about $50 billion to uh, 
to uh, you know basically warp speed two point uh, three point with another round of vaccines uh, and boosters for uh, upcoming variants. So again, COVID now, COVID then, COVID forever is what it's going to be until the Republicans act. And these state, these state legislatures and governors have got to get in between their people and the federal government. And we'll see if it happens. All right, 13 to the hour. We'll get into that other story when we get back. We'll do some more sports with Slick Rick as well. News with Delgado, Gatto, 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 Gatto. <laughs> right thank after you, this. Thank you. about your air purifier and making sure your air is clean that you're breathing if all home air purifiers are the same why did the u.s department of defense select envirocleanse to protect and purify the air on board our navy ships well it's because envirocleanse advanced mineral technology goes way beyond ordinary hepa filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold flu viruses including covid EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flu from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy-inflaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and a better night's sleep. So visit ekpure.com and use code NEWS for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home air purification unit. You'll also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast shipping. That's $150 savings. That's ekpure.com. Use code NEWS. ekpure.com. Use code NEWS for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home air purification unit. All right, 18 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. Rick's going to do some more news, but right now let's do sports. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell in MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B at checkout, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B for all the best deals for this audience. MyPillow 2.0, Mattress Topper 2.0. Man, that thing is unbelievable. You want to feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. Put that mattress topper on top of nice. any mattress, and it almost makes it like a new mattress. Uh, send me your If you buy anything, send me your receipt. We'll send you some free 6B merch. Pick something from our website, 6bmerch.com. Send me your size, color, what you want. We'll get it out to you. You'll have it in a week, longest maybe two weeks. We're not backed up. We've got all the orders out so far that we've gotten, so uh, we're ready to send a bunch more out. Get that Crazy Town t-shirt. Get that LFS 6B logo. Get that Slick Rick Sports shirt. Come on. Come on. Uh, speaking of that, Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? All right, we're going to go back to the scoreboard. NBA playoff play-in game right now, 7th versus 8th. This is the Eastern Conference, and things are heating up down in Miami. The Heat are on a roll. They've cut They've cut it down to 8 points to lead. Hawks still lead, 85-77, trying to hold on and get out of Dodge. A minute to go into third should be a thriller at the end. Timberwolves and Lakers tip off 
out at the uh, out in um, Los Angeles later on this evening. It's still uh, is it still what a Bitcoin? Uh, is still they still keep it. Uh, what is it called? Uh, down oh, the crypto.com. Crypto.com. Still name that, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and uh, yeah, Bitcoin's on the move over thirty thousand. Risk assets on the move. Gold, I think. Uh, I think it maybe slipped under two two thousand, but it was still over two thousand. Yep. Bitcoin now over thirty thousand. CPI comes out tomorrow morning. So, Slick Rick, we'll see what happens tomorrow morning. We will. And uh, let's transition from gold and bonds to diamonds, my favorite. We're going to go to the diamond. The Orioles over the Athletics, 12-7. to 7. That's in the top of the eighth. The Phillies lead, uh, trail the Marlins, 8-3. to 3. Blue Jays over the Tigers, 4-3. These are all in the eighth. Uh, Padres over the Mets, 2-1 to 1 at City Field. Uh, Cincinnati Reds trail the Braves, 6-4. to 4. That's in the top of the seventh. Reds are starting to go down. I knew that was going to happen. Twins over the White Sox, 3-2. <laughs> we got the Mariners right now trailing the Cubs, 9-7. Rangers, 3-2 over the Royals. The Cardinals over the Rockets. Yankees two nothing. Yankees looking good. They to put a whooping on the Guardians, eleven to two final earlier tonight. And the Pirates seven to four over the Astros. Rays, oh, they continue to be. They are hot, Rick. The Yankees are going to be. They've met their match with them so far, and they they beat the Red Sox seven to two earlier tonight. A uh, little softball, NCAA softball. Oklahoma over LSU three nothing. Bottom of the fifth. Uh, Clemson four to three over South Carolina earlier today. Tennessee eleven nothing over Virginia Tech. Rick, let's your Tennessee. Your Tennessee Volunteers and uh, Tulsa and Oklahoma play a little bit late later tonight. Uh, Coastal Carolina over Campbell five three in the men's baseball. Texas Tech bombed Stanford eleven to two. Wake Forest ten four over Appalachian State. And uh, let's see, we got the uh, Appalachian State. Correct me on that. And uh, Florida five three over Florida State. The Seminoles got whipped on too there today. So that's the scoop on the NCAA. Keeping track of that. And Riley Gaines blast virtue signaling Megan Rapino for supporting trans athletes. Instead of female athletes, Warner Todd Houston and Breitbart, only place you go to see this article. Former college swimming champion Riley Gaines accused UF soccer star Megan Rapino of virtual signaling after Rapino signed a letter opposing a bill that would protect women's sports. Rapino is one of former, and I reported on this last night, and current athletes who recently signed onto an open letter sponsored by a radical group that supports allowing transgender women to compete against natural born females. The group's letter is aimed at defeating the protection of women's and girls. In Sports Act that has been introduced in the House of Representatives. Rapino also tweeted her support of the activist letter saying, Today, politicians in D.C. are claiming to protect women's sports by pushing a trans and intersex sports ban. Call your congressional rep today to say women's sports need protection from unequal pay, sexual abuse, and lack of resources, not from trans kids. So she's putting a different spin on it. But Gaines, who has become an outspoken advocate for women's sports, blasted Rapino, according to Fox News. It's worth noting that, one, you are, you are done playing sports competitively, and two, because you aren't sexually attracted to men, you will never have a daughter to defend. To me, this is simply looks like virtual signaling because you have nothing to personally lose, Gaines tweeted back. Nice. So, nice nice comeback Good on that. Her. In his second tweet, Gaines speculated that Rapino would genuinely shiv any male who tried to take her spot on the U.S. women's national team. Gaines eventually deleted the tweets, perhaps because of the line that Rapino, who is gay, will never have a daughter to defend. Be, uh, you know, So she couldn't say what she wanted to say naturally, but uh, she said it anyway. She said it delete it, which is what goes on today. But uh, anyway, the letter Rapino signed opposes a bill introduced by Representative Greg Stube, a Republican from Florida, calling the protection of women's and girls in Sports Act. You know, what a silly legislation to try to get passed, right? I mean, come on, it's it's, it's crazy. So unfortunately, uh, you know, it used to be spanning the world to bring you the constant variety of uh, uh, COVID in sports. Now it's the constant variety of transgender in sports. That's what I got to do every night, Big. Well, I don't have to do it, but I choose to. <laughs> and that's a wrap in sports, Big D. Back to you, my man.
All right, Slick Rick, very good. We'll do some more sports. Let's do a little news. 23 past the hour. News is brought to you by Early Treatment Meds. Early Treatment Meds, one word, dot com. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. What's going on, Rick Delgado? All right, well, a Michigan Democrat member of Congress sent out a job listing. Check this out. Uh, listing is strongly encouraging everyone but straight white men to apply. That coming from the office of Representative Hillary Shulton, the Democrat out of Michigan who put out a job listing recently for the senior communications director role in her office that would play an integral role in her office's operations. The senior uh, communications director is expected to work closely with the chief of staff, staff, legislative director, and district director to develop and execute a comprehensive and aggressive strategy to plan and inform constituents and the media on issues that are important to the congresswoman. The listing read Shelton's listing for the job with a salary between 85,000 and 120,000 goes on to strongly encourage people of varying personal characteristics to apply, except for straight white men. It, from the listing, it says here, which I'm sure will be met with lawsuits because hey, equal protection. Uh, we strongly encourage women and all individuals who do not identify as male, people of color, LGB, whatever, individuals, people with disabilities, veterans, and members of other un- underrepresented communities to apply the listing reads. Ironically, the listing also includes a notice at the bottom claim, claiming all applicants will be considered without regard to race, color, religion, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, disability, age, or national origin. Amazing. This coming from a member of Congress, someone we pay. Um, Let's see. Uh, Our office deeply values staff diversity, it says, and uh, as such, we strongly encourage women and others who do not identify as white male, people of color, to uh, to continue to apply. Yeah. So. Uh, just quickly, Aaron, before we hit the break, throw my screen up here if you can. Twenty seconds here of uh, what has some of a little bit of what happened tonight. Stream pipeline. Um, Blow up the Nord Stream. I don't pipeline. want to get our country in trouble, so I won't answer it. But uh, I can tell you who it wasn't was Russia. How about when they blamed Russia? You know, they said Russia blew up their own pipeline. You got a kick out of that one, too. It wasn't Russia. (laughs) I don't want to get the country in trouble, so I won't answer it. Well, I think he just did. (laughs) I'll see if we can find some more clips of the president's interview tonight. 26 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. We're back right after this. from Studio 6B, 30 minutes past the hour on a Tuesday night. Couple other, uh, put my screen up, Aaron. Couple more, um, couple clips from the president's interview tonight. Here's a, here's one. But he was very f- afraid of nuclear. I said, you know, you got to be a little bit cooler than that. But what happened is now that nobody talks about it, but every day Putin mentions it, and every day other people mention it, and now all of a sudden. If you look, other countries are talking about getting it. This was something you don't mention. I call it the N-word. You have two N-words. You don't mention either one of them. 
The nuclear word you don't mention because the power is so destructive. I met with professors at MIT and I was preparing for a debate. I wouldn't say it was a long preparation, but I did want to talk about nuclear because I consider it to be the single greatest threat the world has, far greater than global warming. Like, not even a contest. <laughs> and I had these people come down that were very smart, very expert. And I said, so when we start talking about nuclear in a debate, how would you handle it? And they looked at me, one in particular, and said, sir, you can't talk about it. You cannot talk about it. I said, what does that mean? He said... It is so massive, it is so destructive, that you cannot talk about it. I understood exactly what he meant. And uh, we stayed away from it for the most part. But now, Putin's mentioning it all the time. We don't mention it, but Putin's always mentioning it. You've heard him say it. We are a nuclear... Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. One more. I used to get along great with him, you know, when I was president. I had along, you know, got along really good, Gavin. Well, you got along with Gavin Newsom? I did. I really did. He was always very nice to me. He said the greatest things. He would say things like he's doing a great job. Oh, he was very About nice. you? About me. That's why I could never hit him, because he was so nice to me. I used to get along great with him. <laughs> I could never hit him. Well, you know what? He He's right. Newsom did compliment him on, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, response to the COVID thing, getting the uh, getting the, the PPE, getting the machines, anything that California needed, he made sure that they were they were taken care of. And there was no complaint. You heard that coming out of California and New York. I don't so. know. Newsom's a scary dude. But yeah, he's a Newsom's he, gonna be the next in line when they run Biden out of town or yeah. they tell him, No 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 Pops, Gosh. you're not you're not running again. Right. Because those slicks coming in. He's out there seen a lot of him in the last couple of days. It's always amazing. You ever, never notice when Biden's out of town, all of a sudden Newsom, the last time he showed up at the White yeah. House. Yeah, he went to the Remember? White House. To, yeah, he was, he was measuring uh, for new rugs. Yeah, this guy. You better keep an eye. We got to keep an eye out for him because I know we had Slick Willie, the real Slick Willie back in the 90s with uh, BJ, Bill Jefferson. Ooh. But... Um, this this is another slick. Uh, you got to watch out for this guy because he's he could be demonic. Well, not could be. He's he's a scary dude. That guy, and he's going to be next in line to try to turn us into Venezuela. He's going to be he's going to be the next chosen one. Um, yeah, he's Calif- California's yeah. version of Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. Turn he had a good the, head start with Biden. Uh, right. Turn the rest of the country into uh, California. Um, all right, let's talk about this report. So let me talk. I think this is August. What's the date on that, Aaron, on that top of that video? So I think it's August, right? August 22nd or so, 2022? August 5th, 2022. Let me take you back to the press briefing room. August 9th, Karine Jean-Pierre. She was asked the following question and gave the following answer. Roll that. The FBI is a search warrant on the former president's residence in Florida. Uh, was the president or anyone at the White House aware of that search warrant? Or had, has anyone at the White House or the president been briefed in the aftermath of that search warrant being executed? No. 
the president was not briefed, did not was not aware of it. No, no one at the White House was given uh, a heads up. No, that did not happen. Is the White House at all concerned, uh, given the domestic political sure. climate, but also the signal that it sends to the rest of the world that the Department of Justice carried out this sort of operation on a former president, that it could even be, create the, uh, the appearance of uh, politically uh, motivated prosecution? So first off, and you've heard us say this many times at this podium, you've heard the president say this, uh, the Justice Department conducts investigations independently, and we leave any law enforcement matters to them. Uh, it would not be appropriate for us to comment on any ongoing investigations. I can say that President Biden has been unequivocal since the campaign. He believes in the rule of law, in the independence of, Justice Depart of the Justice Department investigations, that those investigations should be free from political influence. Wow. And he has held that commitment as president. I want to also remind you all of what he said on January 7th of 2021, when he then nominated Merrick Garland to be the attorney general. And I quote, uh, we need to restore the honor, the integrity of the independence of the Department of Justice in this nation that has been so badly damaged. And so many former leaders of that department in both parties have so testified and that and stated that I want to be clear to those who lead this department who you will serve. You won't work for me. You are not the president or the vice president's lawyer. Your loyalty is not to me. It's to the law, the Constitution, the people of this nation to mm. guarantee justice. And Just hold it there for so one I, second. I would refer Aaron. you to. Now, why do you th looking back on this? She said a lot there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she comes prepared with that quote. On Merrick Garland. Why, why would she come prepared with that quote? Knowing this question was clearly going to come up. This is the day, I think, after the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Asked point blank, do you know about it? Did the president know about it? She said, no. Wasn't briefed. Didn't know about it. Then she pulls this quote about Merrick Garland being, well, why would she be prepared with that quote from when Merrick Garland was put up to be attorney general from Joe Biden? Why? Why that day? Why have that quote that day? Why say all of that all when she could have just stuck with no. Just seems strange that she had all these quotes prepared on this day that she knew she was going to get these questions. I feel like there should be a nut song playing right around now. What about you, Slick? Yep. Because, um, <laughs> all right, so let, let's, let's, there's a little more to this clip because let's get asked again. Finish, the, go ahead, roll that, A. The Department of Justice. Is there a concern here that if you guys don't say more, then these Republicans who are accusing this White House of weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI, are that's going to become the, the public sentiment. If you guys don't say once and for all, we are not doing that. First, first of all, we're just not going to comment on the Department of Justice investigation. Okay. We're just we're just it, not going to comment are, on that. Is this White House weaponizing the Justice Department and the FBI against, against political opponents? The president has been very clear uh, from before he was elected, very clear on this. Started with no. Throughout his time in now. office. I, I heard the quote. We will be playing the quote tonight See? at 6 o'clock. He talked about it too. Is this administration weaponizing the Justice Department and the FBI against political opponents? Peter, the president believes in the rule of law. 
okay. the president believes uh, in the independence of the yes Department no. of Justice? No, that is, no, it's a yes or a no for you. I'm answering the question. You may not like it, but I'm answering the question. And I'm, no, no, I'm answering the question and I'm telling you that we are not going to comment on a criminal investigation. The president has been very clear. I laid out what his thoughts were back on January 7th in 2021 about how he saw the Department of Justice. So it's a yes. And I'm just going to leave it there. We're not going to comment from here, from this White House. So it's a yes. On a criminal investigation that is currently happening. So that's a yes. We'll take that as a yes. Report. Joe Biden's White House involved in raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence. President Joe Biden's administration was involved in the raid of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence through a special access request, according to documents obtained from the National Archives by America First Legal. That's why she had that quote, to try to set all this up. Because she knew then, what we all know now, was that they were knee-deep into this. They're knee-deep into the Department of Justice. Him and Garland are knee-deep into all of this together. There is no separation between the two. There is no barrier between the two. And they knew it then and just figured, we'll just lie. And maybe they'll find out and maybe they won't, but it won't matter. Because as long as we get them, and we're on the road to getting them, Trump that is, it doesn't matter. That's why she read all this nonsense. There's no other reason for her to even be prepared with that that day, to relive all of that. Why? Why relive all of that that day? Because she was just lying. Just trying to obfuscate with all this garbage. When the damn truth was, she could have just said yes, but she can't say yes. But yes is the answer. On August 8th, 2022, the day before that, what I just showed you, the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago on the grounds of retrieving alleged classified documents. According to the establishment media, Biden administrations uh, were stunned to hear of this unprecedented action. Documents now show the FBI obtained access to the records through a special access request from the Biden White House on behalf of the DOJ, directly contradicting what the archives told Congress. Notably, despite the archives claim that it had not been involved in the DOJ investigation, the documents show that the archives official responsibly was officially responsible for administering all access requests for presidential records. John Laster was involved in preparing the 15 boxes for FBI review as late as August 23rd, 2022. The special access statute authorizes special access requests to an incumbent president only. So only the sitting president can do this when the records in question are needed for the conduct of current business of the White House, America's First Legal explained. Providing documents to the DOJ for purposes of a criminal investigation is not the current business of the White House. The evidence further suggests that Biden officials in the executive office of the president and the Department of Justice 
unlawfully abused their power and then lied about it to the American people. This government, it seems, acknowledges no limits on its power to harass, intimidate, and silence its political opponents. And this is not the first time we've seen this. Merrick Garland comes out to talk about the special counsel for President Trump, and we're told, ooh, the White House didn't know he was going to come out and say this today. Mm -hmm. The White House had no idea what he was going to say. They didn't even know he was making a statement. They didn't know he was going to do this. It's all nonsense. They're all knee-deep into this together as much as possible. And they're lying to you, and they're lying to us because they think we're either one stupid or two not going to find out or three not going to care eventually. But they're knee-deep into it together as much as they can be. All right, sports and news. Wrap it up for a Tuesday when we get back. to the hour live from studio 6b before we do sports and news i'm going to play one thing here off my uh, screen there and if you can throw that up i want you guys to for the first 26 seconds try not to laugh i want you to try to figure out who this person is and then at the 26 second mark you'll see who who he is but see if you can figure it out from the first 26 seconds Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I want to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle. Aha. Uh-huh. Here he is now. Seem like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But all <laughs> that is news for us. <laughs> I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. <laughs> but oh, we have good news, folks. Yeah, We've got it. good news that Sunday always comes. Justin J. Pearson. And I'm running for president. <laughs> That's, the That's the same guy. That's the same guy. This uh, is when he was running. And then it was when he's part of the, got kicked out of the Tennessee um, house for acting like a fool. He's a unified. So this is his, his, this is his Denzel Washington version. And then the Denzel Washington Malcolm X version. So he either, gotcha. I, he's either I now identifying as a Southern preacher. Right. Or identifying as Martin Luther King. I don't know what he's identifying as here. <laughs> but certainly <laughs> seems like there's been a change. Wow. But oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. Justin J. Pearson. <laughs> and Justin I'm running J. for president of BSG. I mean, are you serious? I mean, really? Come on. Is that unbelievable? That is. Uh, wow. That's quite the change. Yeah, but th- don't worry. He's, be- he's being true to himself. You're, you're getting the real... He's transformed. Um, <laughs> yes, whatever his name is. Justin Jefferson, whatever his name is. Yeah. Oof. 
All right, let's do some news <laughs> with uh, Rick Delgado before we wrap it up. What else is going on? Oh, you mean me? Oh, yeah. I got that. Uh, let's see. This one is interesting. Um, a, a little follow-up to our big story earlier tonight, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's request for a restraining order against uh, Representative Jim Jordan has been declined by a judge late Tuesday. So just before showtime, I think this came out. Uh, the judge ordered Bragg to send the material to Jordan by 9 p.m. tomorrow so the court could have a hearing on the situation by April the 19th. Bragg requested the order uh, uh, in an attempt to block Jordan from interfering in his Stormy, Stormy Daniels hush money case that the former uh, President Donald Trump was charged in last week, Jordan has subpoenaed an investigator previously involved in the case. So just a little update on that is uh, the little uh, motion that Alvin Bragg tried to pull backfired spectacularly in his face, and now he's got to give up all the information to Jim Jordan. Uh, former National Security Advisor John Bolton, I don't know if you heard about this guy. You ever heard about this guy? Yeah. Former Trump National Security Advisor John Bolton uh, said it would be a good idea to have troops on the ground in Taiwan due to China's increasing threats against the island. He says, I think putting Americans on the ground would make sense, along with other allies such as Japan, Australia, uh, he said on John Solomon's Reports podcast. I think we've got to consider home porting some American vessels there as well. So nothing like getting ready for World War III. Uh, Taiwan's Ministry of Defense reporting. Getting ready? Yeah. It's... uh... It's probably on our doorstep if we'd like to pay attention. Never mind getting ready. It's he almost here. He wants to make sure boots are on the ground in Taiwan. Well, they're. I mean. Because remember, Biden already said we're going to defend Taiwan. He's been on. He, he said it out loud. To which the administration, Jean-Pierre, had to walk it back. But now you got Bolton, you know, one of the uh, neocons saying, yeah, let's get some troops there. So when the, when the when, when it happens, we can be directly involved and it'll be attack on us and we can we can uh, crank up the war machine even more. I guess Ukraine isn't spending enough money. I don't know. He also accused French President Emmanuel Macron of undermining efforts to help Taiwan after a recent visit to China. He said uh, French President Macron uh, threw Taiwan under the bus saying, well, we don't want Europe to be led around and get involved in an American problem, he said. So that coming from John Bolton, someone we can all trust. Well, it's going to be an American problem. And I don't know, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen. But the, um, the, um, the outlook of us being involved with some conflict with China, whether it's in Taiwan or not, is getting eerily closer and closer seemingly by the day and certainly the moves that they're making tell us all we need to know about them getting ready they are preparing for war with us militarily financially and every other way you can think of they are absolutely preparing for war with the united states they want to be the dominant player in the world they want to do that financially they want to do that militarily. They want to continue to build up their military presence everywhere. They want to outclass us in the number of ships, the technology. They steal our technology and then develop it so they have better things than we do. Subsonic missiles, intercontinental. I mean, they've got everything. And they steal the technology from us. Meanwhile, we're worried about uh, our carbon footprint in... Um, and trans. Woke agenda in yeah. the military. 
We're completely underprepared. We're outsized. We're outshot. We're going to be out everything. We're going to be outmaneuvered and everything else soon enough if this continues. And World War III is going to be at our doorstep. And we're going to be going, where's Waldo? He'll be talking to Al Roker about the uh, Easter egg hunt. Yeah, the only thing I think you have there wrong is that they're not really stealing it from us. Uh, It's been bought through certain politicians who've given it to them. Last names Clinton, Biden, you name it. The usual suspects. That's that's what I think. All right. Uh, let's do a little last sports here before we wrap it up. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, well, let's get to some scores. It looks like the heat season is going down in flames as the Hawks lead 116-103 with 19 seconds to go. So I'd say that one's in the books, even if it is the crazy NBA. Uh, so I mean, very interesting to see that the Hawks moving on. And the Timberwolves take on the Lakers at 10 o'clock. NHL action. Let's move to Pittsburgh. Big game for the Pens. And so far, they haven't showed up. Five minutes to go. The Blackhawks have taken a 3-1 to one lead. Pittsburgh really needs this game to stay in playoff contention with the Florida Panthers and New York Islanders as the season is winding down. The Penguins will only have one game left after this, as does the Islanders tomorrow night. Boy, big, big, uh, big stakes here in the NHL. And Jets over the wild, 2-0, end of two. Oilers and Avalanche, no score, just underway. Finals from earlier tonight. Bruins beat the Caps 5-2. Hurricanes over the Rivings 4-1. Devils 6-1, 6-2, excuse me, over the Sabres. And uh, Flyers in overtime defeat the Blue Jackets 4-3. Maple Leafs 4-3. Uh, three over the uh, Lightning as well. Uh, well, I get one quick story, Big D. Uh, Michael Jordan's last dance sneakers sell for a record $2.238 million. That's $2,238,000. Incredible. And uh, less than a week after the release of the movie Air, which uh, chronicles the nice signing of Michael Jordan, Sotheby's announced that a pair of signed Jordan sneakers that were worn in the second half of Game 2 of the 1998 last dance NBA Finals have sold for that $2.238 million. So big money over there. And uh, Novak Djokovic is back on the clay court with a win in Monte Carlo. He, he cleaned up earlier today. And some Major League Baseball teams are extending beer sales due to shorter games. They have the new clock, Big D, the pitch clock now. So what happened is the game is going so quick, they can't get their beer sales in. I think the Reds should have beer on the way in, the way out, and of course with a designated driver. And that's a rapid sports, Big D. As always, we salute our military, active, retired. All emergency personnel, police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Thanks to everybody on the show. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, though, thank you. The live from Studio 6B audience. Thanks to everybody in the Getter chat. Make sure you follow us on social media at LFS6B. Send us those receipts from Mike Lindell. We'll get you some free merch. We'll get you some Slick Rick boots. And we'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. right here live from Studio 6B.